Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at Snaps Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, noon Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Yo, what up? Amazon Amp, just Amp. What's up, y'all? Uh, this is Snaps going live every day, right around 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on Amp. Uh, it's your favorite, or at least hope one of your favorite, maybe increasingly your favorite daily college football podcast. I'm one of your hosts, T Bob Abair, joined as always by QB1. Aaron Murray, Aaron, what's up, man? You look good today. What's going on? I, I appreciate it. Uh, since we're on AMP and and want to obviously continue our interactions with with the fans out there, especially as we get closer and closer to football season, Brumley, are we still able to take calls? Like, can we take calls on the show? Bring some people in. Yes, let's let's start yeah. the show with some with some pre production questions that we could. I just about. popped in my head. In the I'm actual pre production. I'm just trying. To- this is how people. we win. I miss the people, T Bob. We will explore calls for the future. Yes. Um, there we go. Uh, also, remember youtube.com slash at volume snaps. Uh, we got the snaps team combing through all the comments that you'll that, that you'll leave up there. Um, that's probably we'll end up putting together like a mailbag segment from we'll highlight to the best comments. Uh, today's comes from M29RJM63. He says, T-Bob, you need to go to rehab. Not sure what you are on, but it's strong. Um, I can tell you what I'm on. Uh, Medicinal marijuana. Uh, Caffeine. (laughs) 
and Xanax when I fly. Marijuana. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and alcohol. And I love alcohol. I deeply love alcohol. And I deeply love all tobacco, dip, cigarettes, oh. all of it. I just don't allow myself it because I know it's bad for me. Unless it's game day. On game day, I smoke and I drink and I go crazy. Um, also, be on the lookout. We got some big, big, big news coming up, hopefully, for a Snaps live show. Can't give any exact dates out. Just tease it a little bit. Uh, so, again, YouTube.com slash at Volume Snaps or Google Snaps Podcast. And uh, wherever you listen, Spotify, Apple, whatever, rate, review. We love you. Thank you. Today's show, we got a big one. ESPN dropped their most underachieving tier list once again, and a familiar face resides among the top. We'll break it down. Uh, we also got some quarterback talk because we have the resident QB1 here and Aaron Murray. Um, uh, there's some rankings and kind of other interesting draft questions. If you're an Alabama fan, we'll break down whether you should be more concerned about the offense or defense. We got a brand new weekly segment we're going to do on Tuesdays. Uh, today's Tears for Fears. I'll give you my top three, tier one, tier two, tier three college football fears. And then a uh, uh, fun piece of news about EA Sports at the Ooh. end. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's dive in, though. Uh, for the second year in a row, ESPN's dropped their piece, most underachieving fans in all, or most underachieving team in all of college football. And, well, once again, and actually, sorry, they've done this for a few years now, but once again for the second year in a row, number one in sole possession of tier one, are the Texas A&M Aggies. Mm. And what's interesting, at the beginning of the piece, they basically talk about how when they were ranked first last year, they were like, look, A&M, it's okay. Just be like Georgia. Because yeah. previous to that, Georgia was atop the list. And how it is is they look at like the past 20 years, heavy emphasis on the past five to seven, and they basically say who has done the least or the most. It, remember, it was not that long ago when that was the UGA Bulldogs. And so ESPN tried to encourage AM fans with this. And yet, what they do, they went five and seven, had their first losing record since mm. 2008. And so, uh, once again, they are atop this year's rankings. What's crazy to me, Aaron, and help me make sense of this, is the fall since mm -hmm. COVID. Because previous to that, it looked like AM was on a consistent rise, right? Um, they, they, they were doing well in Jimbo and during that 2020 year, they end up going nine and one against an all yeah. SEC schedule. They finished top five in the country since that moment. They're 13 and 11 overall, six and 10 in mm. the SEC. Uh, I thought, I thought, I thought we don't, I, I thought we don't include the, the COVID year when we talk about football over the past two decades. I thought that's like that year we don't, doesn't exist. So, so you think, so you think you're doing, you think you're like winning some sort of point against me here, correct? No, no, uh, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, just, oh, okay. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, oh, I'm just throwing Might it out there. Defensive. I thought we talked about it before. You're being very defensive. Okay. I apologize. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. My goodness. Yes. Reed, we do not count I it. I was just, I was just throwing it out there. And, and in a way. This is kind of representative as to why, right? Yes. That is yes. the exception rather than the rule of who Texas A&M has been. I apologize. Continue. There we go. I wasn't trying to throw some shade on you there, which I like to do. Uh, listen, they are by far the biggest underachievers. With with, you know, it started with the contract that they gave their head coach. When you take your head coach away from a, another down at program like Florida State. You give them $90 million or $100 million, whatever that initial contract was. Obviously, they've re-upped them even since then. You pour all this money into facilities for, for a, a, quite some time. They had the best facilities maybe in the country uh, and are still evolving and, and continue to, 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 
to pour in funds there. Um, obviously, winning helps that. Then you're recruiting at a high level. Like the, the question was, you have everything for the Aggies, and that's what the fan base keeps asking too. You have been given everything. You've been supposedly given this incredible coach who just won a national championship uh, within the past decade. You've been given the best facilities in America. You've been given some of the best athletes in America. Yeah, you even got the Why player. Why aren't we seeing it? Why aren't we seeing the results on the field? Like that is that is the, the the main question. So yes, they deserve to be number one on this list for for most underachieving team in America. And do I believe in AM this year? It's hard. That's not the to. question. Will it's hard they not to. underachieve again in twenty twenty three? I don't think so. I think I said it when yesterday's show, we're going through the coaches poll, top 25 coaches poll. If you haven't seen it, make sure you go back and see that. We kind of broke down some of our uh, teams that we thought are too low, too high, all that good stuff. One of my teams that I thought is going to make the biggest moves this year is the Aggies. They're number 25 right now in this initial poll. It's it's hard for me not to look at this team and and say, what are they missing? Well, for last year and the past couple of years, well, they, they, they've missed a, a steady quarterback. I think they got that in Connor Wegman. Okay, they've missed yeah. innovation at the at the offensive play calling position. Yeah. They went out there and got Bobby Petrino, so Jimbo can now just focus on being a CEO, being a head coach. That's so more up in the, the off- like I'm not giving that a no, 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 no. From, from, from what I've heard, no, no, no. From everything I've. I think it's 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 80-90% Bobby's calling the play. No, it's sorry, Bobby's sorry. Offense. I mean, I mean, Petrino is calling the plays. I agree there. What I'm yes. saying is like. You say okay, they've been missing great quarterback play. I I think Wegman's going could be. I think he's going to be really good. Like I would say, okay, I now they have really a good, good quarterback. I'm not sure that Petrino's actually an upgrade over Jimbo. Is what I'm saying. I think anything's an upgrade over Jimbo. Okay. This offense was stagnant. <laughs> I'm just be honest. Like it can't get much worse. I mean, let's let's just be real. Like the offense Fair. can't get much worse than they were last year. So I think there's an upgrade at quarterback. I think there's an up, upgrade at the the um, play calling position. I think they have immense talent at the receiving position. I think they have a good offensive line, yep. and and they return the majority of their defense. Like this is a team which went five and seven last year. So I think we have to ask ourselves the question: What do they have to get to this year for them to to get out of this category? Is it make it to Atlanta? Is it get to double digit wins? I think they're good enough to get the double digit wins. Double I don't think they're they're good enough this year to 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 make it to Atlanta because I do think LSU is very talented. I think obviously Alabama is very talented. I don't think they're going to win those both of those games in order to get there. But I think this team is more than capable of getting to nine and ten wins. Yeah, I think nine and three regular season, five and three in the SEC probably, and uh, yep. win the bowl game. I think that's completely yep. doable. And, and 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 the ceiling's probably even a little bit higher. Again, I wouldn't yeah. expect it, but the potential's there. And if you're like, well, how'd they go five and seven last year? Go look at it, right? Um, like, you know, philosophy, injuries, youth. Yep. Like, there were many reasons. Um, yep. All right. When you look at some of the other most underachieving teams on this list, in tier two, they call this the college football playoff no shows. Uh, and it's interesting because we're about to expand from the 14 playoff. And think about the fact that you've never had USC make it, you've never mm-hmm. had Texas make it, and you've never had Miami make it um out of these three team aaron uh these three teams do you think any one of them breaks this curse and manages to make it in the final four i think two of them have a legitimate chance i'm i'm high extremely high on the state of texas this year when it comes to football i think a&m just like i like i talked to as a chance to to have a tremendous year 
I think Texas is going to have a great year. I know where where everyone's like, you know, they got to prove it before we start sipping on that Kool Aid. No one's I'll saying that. On literally, it. literally, everyone is sucking no, Texas. No, yes. No. I no, am. No. I am in the minority. No, I think more people are more like you. Of we're not buying it because it's Texas. We want to see it before we believe it. I'm on the minority side of like <laughs> I, I. I do think they're going to be a good team this year. I think they have the. I think Sarkeesian has. The, the most amount of talent at the receiving position than, he, than he's had since he was the OC at Alabama. So I think the offense is going to be what it can be, which is it should be scary for, for that league. I do think yours is, is immensely talented. We'll get into that when we get into these quarterback rankings here next segment. Uh, and I think the defense was really good last year, 21 points given up per game. So yeah, I'm high on the state of Texas. I think both teams should end up somewhere in the top 15. I think Texas has an opportunity to be a top 10 team this season win a big 12 championship and be one of those teams close to making the playoffs. Um, I think they can do it. I I think, I think they have an easier route to get to the playoffs than USC does. I think if you had asked me today, yeah, who is a better chance to be in the final four? Is it USC Miami? Hell no. Let's I think you and I both know Miami doesn't even need to be in here. Like Miami, Miami. I, I, I personally, Aaron, I actually think Miami's done forever. Wow. Like I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think Miami's cool anymore. Uh, like we've talked about, I don't think they have that many advantages. It's like a small private school. Um, I guess it's cool if you make a lot of money to live in Miami, but if you don't, you don't. John Ruiz's business is in trouble. Like, I kind of feel like okay, some schools can elevate a coach, right? And and hell, I would use LSU as an example. When you look yeah. like Les Miles, even maybe Coach O, but like. Other schools require a coach to elevate them. Mark Richt is an incredible coach. We know that. That's why he was able to have success in Miami. Like you go back to um, oh, like Jimmy Johnson and stuff, right? These are great. Like Miami's just, they don't have that much inherent power, in my opinion. Uh, and so I think Miami's kind of done forever. Uh, I would take USC over Texas, make the playoff this year a million times over really? because Caleb Williams is way better than Quinn Ewers. I know the road is harder, but the quarterback's oh. way better. The team is way better. And Lincoln Riley runs fucking laps around yeah. Steve Sarkeesian. I agree with that. Lincoln Riley, Steve Sar- to, to, to steal one of the Cajun cannon, my old man's favorite phrases, uh, Steve Sarkeesian can't even sniff Lincoln Riley's jock. Okay. If you look at the if you look at the resumes, it's not even close. It's yeah. actually embarrassing for Steve Sarkeesian. Um, yeah. Oh, and here, here I, I, agree, I agree with you on that one, but I just, I just, it's it's hard for me to think USC is not going to trip somewhere along the lines. And I and I guess you could make the same thing for Texas, but the road is just when you talk about talent versus talent, which is where you have to start with the players first before I get to the coaches. For my opinion. Um, the players are just vastly more more impressive at Texas than anywhere else in the Big 12, even Oklahoma. There's a major gap where you look at USC, like, yeah, they got a lot of talent, but so does Washington, so does Oregon. Utah's had their number. Um, it, it just to me, it's 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 a it's a it's gonna be a tough Pac 12 to get through this year where I think Texas's road to to success is it, it's laid out perfectly for them this year. I mean, this I'll is Texas. You. If there's a year for Texas to be back. This is it. Like this, and this is a must, almost a must win season for them. Like it is laid out for you have the best team. You have receivers galore. You have a, a second year quarterback in the system. You have an easy schedule. This is your year to take advantage of it. And I think they, they feel it hearing everything from Sarkeesian about how this team has come together this offseason. Sark's not that dude. I'm buying it, man. I'm buying it. 
You can uh, if college football is proven anything, it's all about the head coach. And he ain't that dude. I'm glad you said Texas back because since Sam Ellinger uttered those words, Texas is 28 and 20, Ooh. right ahead of Army and Toledo. And then how about this? You just chose Texas to get their third conference title since 1996 in almost 30 years. Uh, all right, let's move on. Okay, last one on the kind of underachievers here. More likely to make a bowl game, Colorado or Nebraska? You already know. Nebraska, you know what the answer is. Nebraska, it's easy, Nebraska. Nebraska. The cupboard Nebraska, was not bare. The corn hub was Nebraska. the corn hub was full. The cupboard yes. was not bare at Nebraska. I told you I, I looked into the recruiting. They've actually recruited better than any team or right as good as any team, save for the big three in the Big Ten. Yep. Like Nebraska is going to make a bowl game this year. Yeah. Colorado probably would not. But I don't think the expectations for Colorado should be to make a bowl game. I think the expectation for Colorado is to see. Can you get the four wins? Can you get the five wins? Five. Like, it's got to at least be over the four and a half. Ah. Bro, four wins is that's that's weak shit. Dion would tell you the same. He said, "I'm talking." Again, it is weak now. shit, but it's four x from what they did last year. Going one and eleven. I think oh, that's massive. Here he comes. That's massive improvement. Oh, NFT that Aaron. Is massive improvement, oh, man. Oh, crypto Aaron with his four x ROIs. Yeah, <laughs> baby. That's that's a hell of a return on investment, baby. That is a hell of a return on investment. Give me, give me the four wins. Right. Uh, I, I think I think six is a little unrealistic for year one for, for yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Uh, let's dive into some quarterback rankings. And really, we're not going to rank the quarterbacks as much as Brum has posed some interesting shit, questions. I got my rankings right here. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, okay. So then uh, you you control this. How do you want to do this? Because I, I, I hated this. I, I, hated, I hated this ranking. I thought this ranking was so bad. Okay. So give by, us Aaron Murray's top 10 NCAA quarterback rankings. All right, so this is my top 10 quarterbacks heading into the season. One is it's Caleb Williams. If you don't have Caleb Williams as your number one quarterback, you're an idiot, and you don't know the quarterback position. He is what today's game is about at the quarterback spot. I like Drake May. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. Caleb Williams gives you everything, plus the dude won the Heisen last year. So this is where I immediately discredit this entire list is when you have Drake May one over Caleb Williams for top quarterbacks heading into the season. Caleb won. Drake two, I got Michael Penix at three. I think he's going to have a monster season at Washington. I think Washington's underrated heading into the year. I think he's a dark horse, major dark horse to win the Heisman with the kind of numbers he's going to put up. I like Bo Nix at four, 47 career starts, uh, has a lot of talent around him. A little question about the offensive line, but I think he's a guy that has just gotten better and better and better and better every single season. I think he's going to have a great year. I got Jaden Daniels at my number five spot at LSU. I think he's going to have a monster season with the weapons around him, the offensive line, and just how much he's improved as a thrower, seeing him in their spring game a couple of months back. Uh, he's another guy that's going to have a chance to be in New York. Number six, you're going to hate me for saying this, but when you look at the, the team that's around him, when you look at the weapons at, at the receiving position, Quinn Ewers at number six. Yeah, there it is. Quinn, Quinn Ewers at number six. Oh my god! Does anybody ever have to prove anything to you anymore? No, like it doesn't matter. If I saw I saw some good stuff from Quinn last year. I, I saw the potential early in the season before he got hurt and kind of well, went to crap. Oh, real quick, let's dive into one of our sub questions. Then, what's the okay. ceiling on Quinn Ewers? Because to me, the ceiling is not the problem. The ceiling is as high as oh, the high ceiling. Is extremely high. Right, the ceiling like, is, we, is it being in New York and, and this team's fighting for a national championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like we we saw it in flashes last year. The the quarter and a half he played against Alabama or whatever it was, some other throws that I've seen highlight on social media, yeah. like, but then 
it was just so wildly inconsistent in year one. And I'm just not sure how, I mean, year one. yeah, exactly. So, so you're just year expecting you're, you're, so you're expecting him and Sark to just take a massive jump this off yes. season then and yes. start to fulfill some of that potential. A hundred percent year two. You're not in paid the to flash a QB. You're paid for that consistency. I get it. But also last year, the, to me, you look at the offense and, and it was obviously you have a great running back, which, which helps, but, they only had one really good receiver, Xavier Worthy. Um, I didn't love the rest of the receiving core. You mean they, had, uh, they only they, had one worthy receiver? They had only one worthy receiver in Xavier Worthy. This year, they're loaded, man. You got him. A.D. Mitchell's a stud. If A.D. can stay healthy, uh, I think Isaiah Naor, I had an opportunity to cover him a couple times when he was at um, Wyoming. I think he's a hell of a receiver. He was going to play a big role last year before he got – I think he tore his ACL before the first game of the season. They have a freshman five-star receiver as well. Like This is an offense – that has way too much talent. Like I said, this is an offense that 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 for Sarkeesian is going to feel a lot like what he was what he was coaching at Alabama. So I think this all that put together with year two in the system, uh, cutting the hair, the mullet, all that shit, focusing on football. I do think Quinn Ewers is going to have a monster season. Um. Okay. What's your number seven quarterback? Seven quarterback, Sam Hartman. Oh. I like okay. Him. I just don't. I don't. I I, I want to see what he looks like. In a new offense that isn't the whole slow mesh at Wake Forest, obviously he doesn't have, you know, Notre Dame's not going to have a ton of elite talent around him. So I, I don't, I don't expect the Notre Dame quarterback to go out there and throw 35, 40 touchdowns. But I think I still think he's a hell of a quarterback. I think he's an opportunity to have a hell of a year. I just don't think numbers wise it's going to be anything super sexy. Can Sam Hartman make the Irish into a playoff contender? No. Yeah, nope. I don't, I don't think so either. Nope. Not buying that. I think. Um, Look, he's physically beautiful. I think he will put up good numbers. And and reportedly, from kind of reading up a little bit, getting ready for this segment, it seems like uh, he looked like really in control in the spring game, like yep. way more than he should have considered. He just showed up. Uh, but the, but like it, 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 it's not really about Hartman. It kind of goes back to Notre Dame, right? I mean, Lou Holtz was awesome. After that, Bob Davis, Tyron Willingham, Charlie Weiss, they all failed. Brian yep. Kelly was awesome. And he got them close, but they could not win a championship. And I really like Marcus Freeman. And again, I gave Notre Dame credit the other day for overcoming the, the things we talked about, like some of their geographical issues, some of the academic things they have to overcome. Um, but Marcus Freeman, as much as I like him and I think he's cool and another good looking man, uh, yeah. he's a relative unknown. So with a new coordinator after losing Tommy Reese, only 68% of returning production from an offense that already wasn't great. Um, I think they're way more fun to watch with Sam Hartman. I think they're frisky yep. and good, but like you can't lose two games and make the playoffs. And they got to play Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. They likely lose two of those three. And even if they don't, they still got teams like Pitt, NC State, and Duke who are capable yep. of getting you on any weekend. Yep. So I don't see how Notre Dame makes it to that gauntlet only losing no. one game. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. So even then, like 11 and one Notre Dame. That should get in. Me, that should get I in. I don't even know if that's I'd be pissed. I don't, I don't, I, oh, I'd be I, no, fucking pissed. That's bullshit. Dude. That's a good schedule if they go 11 and 1. That is a good schedule, but would you put them in over uh, an 11 and 1 Ohio State who loses on the road barely to Michigan? Yes. Yeah. You if you're would. not a conference GIA, yeah, yeah, get out of here. I don't care. Yeah. They're not a conference. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, 
Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You have to, you have to assume they've beaten, again, two of the three of well, I guess, the I guess, sorry, Ohio State. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if, yeah, if you in, that, in, State, in your scenario, yes. if you beat Ohio State, then yes. If you lose Ohio State, then no. Then no. Yes. And that's I, think, I, think the, I think the big game for Notre Dame, because I think – most people anticipate the Big Ten to get two teams in again this year because Michigan and Ohio State are just that much better than everyone else. And, you know, so I think for them, the big one is you got to beat Ohio State. If Notre Dame wants a chance to get in, because Ohio State's not going to lose another game besides Michigan, that's it. So Probably you better not. beat Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. You better beat Ohio State. That's a good point, actually. Like so, Ohio State's either going to be 12 and 0 and 11 and 1, unless Notre Dame can do something about it. Yeah. Um, all right, Let's so see. Number, okay, eight. number eight. Number eight, I got Jordan Travis, four state. Yep. Nine, I got JJ being higher on this list. We'll see. Yeah. I got JJ McCarthy at nine. And then 10, 
I'm torn at 10 because I, I'm like torn in the sense of, I think this is going to be an incredible year. I'm just going to say it, you know, call me a fucking homer all you, you want, assholes. Carson oh Beck. God. Carson Beck's going to be. This is called driving engagement. See, folks, we yeah. have a lot of Georgia fans that listen to the pod. And so if you throw in Carson Beck right there at the end, what do you do? You throw a dog a bone. Throw a dog a bone. <laughs> Carson. This, these are my guys. These are my three on the outside. Who, 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 are you, who are you toy? Yeah, give me your OLI so I know who Carson Beck just beat out. Uh, Cam Rising, KJ Jefferson, Joe Milton. Do you know how fucking disrespectful that is to Cam Rising? Cam, Cam's coming off an ACL. Yeah. Cam's came up, he tore his ACL in the, in the Rose Bowl. Like it's only been seven months. Like if I knew that you were getting a healthy Cam Rising, that that I I've seen play a game coming off that injury, then he probably would have been inside maybe my top seven. But I, I can't bet on a horse that's coming off an a, a major surgery, thinking that he's going to be the same guy that he was this past year. I just think that it's not even a fair premise because Cam Rising is going to have to, on top of the injury, has to overcome infinitely more than Carson Beck does. Carson yeah. Beck's going to sleepwalk to stats this year. Yeah, um, all right, so there's Aaron Murray's top 10 quarterbacks. Here's the one thing I would bring up, Aaron. You say it's not even close if you're talking about uh, Caleb Williams versus Drake May, right? But statistically, they're not that different. I mean, Caleb Williams had had more time than he's a year ahead of Drake May, but like last year, Caleb Williams threw for 4,500 yards. Uh, Drake May threw for 43. Caleb Williams threw for 42 touchdowns. Drake May 38. Williams five picks. May seven picks. Uh, Williams rushed for 10 touchdowns. May rushed for seven. Like they're right there neck and neck. And you, you seem to be ignoring one thing. And I understand why, because you yourself are a little tiny boy. But some of us, when we evaluate quarterbacks, you know what we want? We just want a big fucking dude, okay? <laughs> you just want fucking Josh Allen back there. You want Peyton yeah. Manning back there. You, it's it's like Biggie talking about Goldberg wrestling. You just want a big fucking dude throwing the ball. And look. You Drake want Patrick Mahomes or you want Josh Allen? You want Patrick okay, Mahomes? Okay, okay. That was round one. Of big, so that was Who round one want? of the big versus little man. This could be round two versus big little man. Maybe the big man takes it home this time. I mean, yeah. Drake May is 6'5, 230 at 20 years old. Caleb Williams is 6'1. I love him. Years. You act like I don't think he's elite. I mean, this this is going to be the number one. I'm saying that's two a big difference. Yeah, but but who's the best? Who's the best player, best quarterback in the NFL right now? Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, who's yeah. the same size as Caleb Williams. Yes, Caleb Williams is more like Patrick Mahomes. Oop. That is fair. I, I the, the way they play, eerily similar. I'm taking that brand of football, uh, and I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen to me is, is transformed as a as a player since his rookie year. I did not believe in him, and now he's turned into a top three, top four quarterback in the NFL. Drake May obviously is a lot more refined as a quarterback. Will have an easier transition to the NFL, but I still think the 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 way the game is played. I'm taking a quarterback that is more similar to Patrick Mahomes than a guy like Josh Allen. Don't forget, though, Caleb Williams paints his nails, bro. It's a red flag. Yeah, it is. And it's a red flag. Can't cheer for that guy. He said fuck you to the opponent. Awful, awful, awful. Um, all right, so there it is. Your Aaron Murray's top 10 quarterback rankings heading into 2023, which very conspicuously included Carson Beck sliding at number 10. Uh, let's get to the next topic of the day, and that is your Alabama Crimson Tide. It's very funny 
recently we had that bit about Saban smiling coming off the podium. It's gotten more run than anything I've ever done on Instagram. And like, I don't even think what I said was interesting in any way. I felt like the delivery was pretty shitty. The production was, but shout out Danny Cardenas, our wonderful video editor. He put the annihilation music behind it. And all of a sudden it's a banger. Um, and all of a sudden Alabama fans are cocky and they're unconcerned, which not so fast, my friends. Because there still is ample reason for concern if you're this Alabama Crimson Tide team, and it's on both sides of the ball. So I would ask you, Aaron, when you break down Bama, uh, where's your big concern? Is it on the offense or the defense? I would say f- big time more in the offense. I think I the agree. defense is going to be just fine. I think I think Kevin Steele's been there. The defense hasn't changed much. He knows. I actually defense. think Kevin Steele's things. like a wet fart higher, but the defense it is, is a wet fart higher. Always it's Nick Saban's baby. Yeah, yeah. And, and he knows the way Nick Saban wants to run the defense. He knows kind of the, uh, the, the the protocol of what needs to happen from Sunday to Friday and in preparation for the game on Saturday. So the defense is not changing. And I don't think the offense obviously is going to be changing a ton, but you know, you're still talking about Tommy Reese has to learn the Alabama way. And obviously still younger in the game. I think he's a great offense coordinator, a great mind. He's going to have a lot of success. But I think there's more challenges on offense too. You got to figure out the damn quarterback position. You have a three-way battle right now. I think you have average receivers. I think yeah. you have the potential to have a good offensive line. A lot of people hyping up this offensive line, which has been crap for the past two years. I want to see it before I believe it. Oh, um, I just think you're okay everywhere. I think, like I said, good offensive line, okay quarterback play. That now, now of course, you mean you mean okay relative to Alabama standards, not okay relative to a normal team standards. Yes, to Alabama standards. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, and I think I think I think receivers are middle. You of the said pack. that you said that all of last year. Like I don't remember hearing true. that a lot of other places. And you were saying that from literally day one of snaps, and it ended up absolutely being true. So yeah. before you hate too much on Aaron Bama fans, just recognize he tried to tell you last year and you didn't want to believe him, and he was right. No. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's there's this, just this, way more to prove. Way more to prove on the offense side. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even even down, yeah, like it's and it's Tommy Reese. I mean, you have a yeah. like Wunderkin uh, coordinator who you you think is going to be good, but you don't really know. Like even without Nick Saban, Kevin Steele has enough experience where you know he's not going to be an abject disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he kind of was his one year at LSU randomly, but um, and plus I I don't know would is this is this disrespectful defense, Aaron? I feel like it's easier to be good on defense. Like just if you have great players, like it's easier T-ball, to ball get ball. C-ball, yeah, get ball. fucking yeah. dumb. At the end yeah. of the day, like just just you have one thing. Just go rush the passer. It's like yeah. put a pass. Like, it's third down. I don't care about anything else. Put a rush move plan in your head and just just go. It's yep. uh, it's it and, and so like I, I think how I'd frame it is it's easier to waste good players or it's 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 yeah it's easier to waste good players offensively than it is defensively. Yeah. Uh, like why, if the quarterback doesn't have it, you could have great receivers and well, they're not going to maximize their potential and vice versa. I mean, look at how human Bryce Young looked at times last year mm-hmm. because he didn't have the weapons when we know he's not human. Um, all right. Now it's time for the debut of one of our first Uh-oh. new weekly segments on Tuesdays. And look, we're going to continue to workshop this. It's all very raw. We're still forming it in this new era of snaps. Subscribe, hit the like button, youtube.com slash app volume steps. Let's get into uh, T-Bob's Tuesday tier lists because, hey, we love alliteration. 
And today mm -hmm. we're calling it Tears for Fears, as I'm going to give you my top three college football fears plus one bonus, bonus societal fear that freaked me out quite a bit this morning. Um, my fear number one, Aaron, is actually going to have to do with the team that we were just talking about. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide dominating. And the, the, the reason being is very obvious. Look, this is a team that lost the first and third picks in the draft, right? Maybe the best like defensive and pass rusher we've ever seen in the past decade, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, a Heisman winner. Um, they lose both of their coordinators. Uh, there is no reason that this team should challenge for championships. It just should not be possible. Like any other team in the country, if, if, if you if you applied those facts that I just said to any other team in the country, you wouldn't think anybody had a chance. It's actually a testament to Alabama that we even think they do have a chance. And so if Nick Saban gets it done this year and he goes out and he dominates and they challenge for a championship or, God forbid, even win one, well, then you just throw your hands up in the air and you say, what the fuck? Because yeah. the guy's immortal. And, and there's nothing that you can ever do to stop him. That, that, that would be the ultimate show of power by the Crimson Emperor. So my tier one fear would be Alabama dominating. Um, my tier two fear would be Matt Rule failing. Now, the reason why maybe this, you know, I'm actually, I should probably have this tier three, but whatever, we're going to grow with it. Um, to be fair, his first year at Temple and his first year at um, Baylor, they were not good. And they got very good, you know, two years after that. However, I do think he took over a much better situation mm -hmm. at Nebraska than he did at those previous two schools. I, Nebraska needs to make a bowl game. They will make a bowl game. If they don't, look, I am the leader of the Corn Hub, okay? I've got Josh Pate texting me constantly about his Corn Hub merch. He's got his employees wearing Corn Hub merch. Everybody, I am T-Cobb. I do a radio show with a guy named Husker. Fullbacks are back. Beefy, manly football. Again, yeah. back. If Matt Rule fails... It's the death of an era. It, it's this this tough-nosed, hard-edged, big-boy era he's trying to bring back, and it would just be terribly embarrassing personally for me. And that's why my number three college football fear, tier three, would be Texas winning a championship because I have already seen firsthand just how insufferable these Longhorn fans can be, and that's, again, without winning anything like who think about who the most annoying people in the world are? It's the people who think they are better than they are. Texas has won two conference championships since 1996, 28 and 20 since that Sam Ellinger year. They've had one offensive player drafted in the first round since Vince Young in 2008. Like they're kind of awful, and yet they think they're fucking awesome. Like they think that we should be scared of them. Uh uh, I don't buy it. However, if it happens, well, that would be bad for your boy. My mentions will be a dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. Memes will be out of control. Bevo will be spearing me in, in the gut. Uh, it's just, it's not going to be good for me. So those are my right top three right the college football right fears. I will say this, dude. One of my buddies who ran with the Bulls in Spain when he was 15 years old told me a story about uh, like like what that was like and, and bullfighting in that arena and everything. And it sounds kind of awesome. And you yeah. best believe when Texas fucking fails, I'm going to meme my head onto a matador with a dead fucking longhorn on, on the other end of my sword. Okay. So just know that's coming, Texas fans. Uh, and then I would say my, my kind of societal fear that freaked me out this morning. It was 3 a.m. My kids keep waking up from nightmares. 
I'm like miserable. I can't fall back asleep. And like an idiot, I decided to doom scroll on my phone. And I saw the Island Boys making out with one another. Do you know who the Island Boys are? I don't. I, how did I don't know how they got popular? I island Boys. Island Boys. Yeah. I, I, I don't know either. I'm kind of darkly fascinated by them. So I follow one of them on Instagram and I'm scrolling. I just want to just one. Um, because they're, they're just like one person to me. Like it's not worth following two because they're basically just an extension of themselves. So maybe they were just kind of making out with their own reflection in the mirror, but whatever the point is I'm scrolling through Instagram and look, we've all seen what's happened on the hub the past few years for whatever reason, the world decided they love incest. It freaks me out. I don't get it, but they decided they do. And so here I am scrolling Instagram and the Island boys are making out with each other. I'm talking real are they kissing. Brothers? Are they yes, brothers? They're literal oh, twins, literal twins. And they're like really kissing, like not joke kissing, real kissing. And I was so horrified. I couldn't look away. And then it led me to like <sighs> searching other things and seeing other Island boy videos that I didn't really want to see. And, and by the time I emerged out of this, this X hole, this Twitter X hole, I I felt like I was covered in a film of like grease and excrement. It just, it made me feel awful. Couldn't go back to sleep. It just made it made, like, it dismayed me about the future of the world. It was a real, real dark place to be at about 3 a.m. today. Oh, that is not where I want to be. Um, Do you want me to send you the video? No, please don't. I think you did on our group chat. I just kind of just scrolled. Oh yeah, I did. It. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not, <laughs> don't don't want that on my search history uh, at all. Uh, Stay away from the Island Boys. So that is here's a good good, good, good tier sure. list. I'm excited tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be uh, introducing my first little Wednesday Aaron Big Dog Little Dog. So. Big Dog Little Dog. Basically, you know, um, you're gonna be like. Carson Beck's the big dog. Bo Nix is the little dog. Here's why Carson Beck's going to be better than Bo Nix. And then finally, we'll end on some good news, boys. Uh, EA confirms that NCAA, the video game, even with all the madness, still happening, which, to be fair, um, yeah, screw the players. (laughs) So so not even even the players. Yes, we can get to the player angle, but like, Yeah, EA should launch the game. There's never been a more fucking perfect time to launch the game. It's uh-huh. the literal 2020 forging of college football. Like, uh-huh. are you kidding me? You get to launch a game in which in the first year of it, you're relaunching, which is already going to be so hype. You're uh-huh. relaunching in the most transformational year of college football that we've ever seen in our lives. And you're going to have all these new teams in the Big Ten, new teams in the SEC. Your 12-team playoff? Yeah, 12-team playoff. Your dynasty mode is going to include, I'm sure, like NIL, transfer portal, all this stuff. Like, absolutely. And, and yeah, when it comes to paying the players, we've talked about it. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. This is one situation in which the players do not have the leverage. People will be slightly bummed if Drake May or Caleb Williams not in that game, but they're not really going to give a fuck. People play with fake players anyway. They do dynasty mode. They do whatever they want. So, like, it's... It's cool to have the players in there, but ultimately it's not needed for this game to move forward or to launch. Yeah. Players just, just take your $500, be happy. You got some extra bucks and be happy that you're in the game. That's it. Just, just, just a lot uh, of players feel that way. I think, I think the majority of them do. I I think it's, I think it's crooked uh, aunts and uncles and agents that, 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 that want to make a name for themselves 
that are trying to make this a bigger deal than it is. Just just take your money, move on, and that way we're in, in the game and have some fun. Spoken like someone who's dealing directly with kids in the NIL space. <laughs> How many crooked aunts and uncles have you run into? Uh, just, just, just they, they're, they're, they're excited for their moment in the sun. That's all we yeah. got to say. They're excited for their moment in the sun. Uh, so this is, I mean, I guess this is, this is good news, but EA is confirming that the game's coming out and that none of this madness no. has, uh, has stopped it. Brum, did I miss anything on the EA announcement though? Cause you told me this right before the show started. I never actually ended up getting to look anything up on it. It's just confirmed. They just finally confirmed it again. So I'm great. Oh yeah, dude. That's what's up, man. Shout out to NCAA. And look, there's Ryan Brumley. Pop back on now. Now when Brum wants to talk, he actually has to hop on camera. It's so my least favorite thing about camera. this software. That's why he I'm yeah. So oh excited. now he disappears again. Wow, what a coward. Mm -hmm. Hey, Brum, can you play us the big the big E video on the way out here to end on a laugh? This is uh Big E of the New Day, WWE fame talking about uh watching bill goldberg wrestle growing up who if you don't know i didn't realize this until i got older but like goldberg's wrestling style when you talk to other wrestlers he's maybe not the easiest to work with right like aaron did you know that wrestling's all like improv essentially i yeah. didn't realize this until i got older i i thought they had it all planned whatever right you got to work off one another some guys are a lot better at selling all this other sort of stuff here's biggie on goldberg's wrestling style a great match <laughs> nah Bump that. <laughs> I want to see two big men. Yup. With big <laughs> With big yep. chests. Yup. <laughs> and big muscles. <laughs> Bumping meat. <laughs> That's why I'm here. That's why I watched wrestling as a kid. You yep. want your five-star matches? <laughs> You want your 30 minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty men slapping me. Oh, fuck oh. yes, dude. <clears throat> that's that and by the way, that's not on a t-shirt. Is that not on a t-shirt yet? I mean uh, it has to be. It has, it has to be on a t-shirt. Big meaty men. But that's Drake May. Big meaty man throwing the ball. You keep your little Ray Mysterio, Caleb Williams doing his hurricane DDTs and everything. I, give me the fucking spear and the jackhammer, okay? And I'm a happy man. Big mm -hmm. meaty men slapping meats. Maybe that can be on our only snaps if the show fails. Uh, that can be a segment that we do weekly. Right? Let's get another big man. Yeah, why, don't we, why don't we get a segment called Big Meaty Men of the Week? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm down. Big meaty men slapping meats. Can, can we play highlights? We can't play highlights, though. Shit. Uh. If we could play like a pancake high, that'd be so sick. All right. That'll the do it big, for today's show. Yeah, I, I still think we can oh. do big, big meaty men of the week. Yeah, definitely. Like big meaty man of the week. Write that down. I'm going to write that yeah. down. That's a good idea. Yeah. I agree. Maybe like when we, uh, yeah, we'll see. We might Maybe need like a to. Monday uh, yeah. Monday's meaty man on, of on the, the right week. to that. Yeah. Oh, Brum, can we make big meaty men t-shirts and then like send whichever kid wins a t-shirt? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> ah, yes, there we go. Woo! Nice job, Aaron. We need to trademark that like now, though, boys. Like uh, tomorrow. Like, like Biggie now. might have that. I mean, knowing the WWE and how litigious they could be, I would be a little shocked if they don't have some merch that's already in that same vein. But maybe not. Maybe not.
Um, hey, that'll do it for today's Snaps. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it's always fun here on Snaps. And uh, help us spread the good word. Just hit 2K subscribers on YouTube. Hell yeah. Remember, we continue to troll. Uh, and I mean, like, troll like... Um, like through the water when they go to catfish we continue to troll the comment waters for the best comments highlight them here on the show questions and whatnot and uh yeah we're still kind of figuring out the new shape of things now that we're no longer on youtube live but live here on amp but as always youtube.com slash at volume snaps if you want to sub there or apple spotify it's all there for you huge 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 thank you to ryan brumley adam gracia pat gunther danny carnators and Danny Cardenas and Chris Tran and a huge thank you to Colin and the volume and the biggest of all thank you to everybody who listens we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.